Welcome to the Brunch with Mamas podcast, where we spill the tea on all things motherhood. I'm Elizabeth, a Canadian Olympian, generally living in Austria, and mama to Hurricane Hendricks. And I'm Nicole, a tea-drinking, donut-obsessed, registered nurse, and mama to baby Aubrey. We want to bring you the unscripted, realness, rawness, and humor in motherhood. Join us weekly as we sit down for brunch with seasoned mothers and professionals who share their tips and tricks. Because our goal is for you to feel less alone on this wild ride we call motherhood. Welcome back to the Brunch with Mamas podcast episode. Okay, I'm going to do my best job to edit this. Uh, We had to take a bit of a break because I needed to put my little boy to sleep and little Aubrey needed a snacky snack. So (laughs) we're going to pick up where we left off. And that was Hendrix was just born and he was given to Benny to hold and right beside my head. And he held my finger, uh, while he was, while I was still on the operating room table and it was super like obviously amazing moment. And he had these really big, bright blue eyes and this full little head of hair. And I can't remember exactly. I think he was seven pounds, 11 ounces. So he's just a average size baby, not this uh, large and in charge boy they thought he was going to be. Uh, he had massive feet. Um, <laughs> And we think that's why they put off uh, the averaging in my belly when they did the, like the measurements, right? Because of how large his feet were. Um, so that was kind of a fun experience. And as they were sewing me all up, they were just wishing me everyone happy, merry Christmas. So what time was this at? On this is we're, we're Christmas Eve now. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. So by the time I think every by the time he was born, it was like twelve thirty. Okay. Or whatever. And so I get all sewn up and they wheel me out. I'm holding our little Bubba and I think starting to try and breastfeed at this point. Okay. Um, and we go back down and wow, there's some fun random stuff that happened through that. Well, obviously breastfeeding, super difficult. If you've never done it before, <laughs> first times are not that enjoyable. Uh well, baby doesn't know what they're doing either. Up until no. the food's been free. Exactly. And it's hard work. The really big surprising thing is you still get contractions. Yeah. Especially like I was like, no, I just had a C section. Like those should just mystery like disappear. They obviously did not. And he basically like cluster fed for the rest of the day, night, whatever. We texted texted the people that were in Austria saying he's born yay and they all ended up coming by later that evening and uh Hendrix and I rested in the room and Benny and everyone that were there went and did the Christmas gift exchange uh, in the hospital because there was like a family room kind of thing and I must have been the last night with my roommate or she left that day uh, and so Benny was able to move in with me at this point as well. You got a new roommate. <laughs> I got and finally the roommate. Two new roommates. Yeah, and but like, yeah, exactly. Finally, my two roommates. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting there. Uh, bed sharing is totally encouraged. Um, and the 
the bassinets they give you for babies, one of the walls come down. So oh, cool. it tucks up right against the bed. Okay. Yeah. Um, they also have little comforters for babies uh-huh. as well. Uh, and they're just like pillows. Um, but because babe is so little, they obviously can't pull it over them. They can't kick it off. Like it's yeah. just weight on top of them. Oh, cool. Which like in uh, North so America. different than here. Yeah, totally frowned yeah. upon. Um, and obviously, so I just had surgery and I didn't really realize the implications that would have. And so on the table, as I'm being brought down to my room, the lady's like, oh, like, uh, you may start to feel your feet now. And I was like, oh yeah, I can move my feet. And I'm like, deep, deep, deep. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm going to be walking later today. I, it just didn't connect to me that they just cut through seven layers of me and I'd be very difficult to try and stand up after yeah. that. So the nurse or the nurses, midwives, uh, they came in and did all the changes for me as necessary. I had a catheter, which I hated. And that was probably the reason why I like tried to walk so early. Um, so that full day, we didn't walk at all. And any time in the middle of the night that Hendrix got hungry, I could not turn to pick him up out of the bassinet to the- Because of pain from the incision? Yeah. Yeah. Pain and discomfort. Like it, it wasn't yeah. always pain. I had pain medication. Um, and also strength wise, cause you couldn't brace with your abs. Like obviously right. after pregnancy, you already struggle <laughs> to have yeah. any tension there. And now with the incision, it was like impossible. So yeah. rang like the doorbell to bring them over and they'd bring him to me. And he just cluster fed like the entire night. And Benny, yeah, he was in the room and we're just like, he was so upset, this little feller. And next morning they weigh him. He lost quite a bit of weight through the night, which like weight loss does happen. But they encouraged me uh, for him to go on to formula. Okay. Which I was not opposed to. Like for for me, fed baby is important. Fed is best. Yeah. Yeah. But I still wanted to try breastfeeding, of course. But I could tell in the night, like he wasn't getting anything. And so I got a new midwife. Exactly. Yeah. I got a new midwife in the morning and um, she's like, okay, like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to bring you a pump. This is your schedule. I think it was like every 45 minutes or something I'm pumping. And then she was so cute. She's like, okay, you're going to pump 15 minutes this side. 15 minutes, other side, milkshake. And she grabs her boobs and like shakes them. She's like, then make shake, 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 shake. And then you're going to go to the other side and do it again. So like what I was doing to try to produce milk, because I wish I would have known this. If you have a C-section, it takes longer for you. Yeah. The hormones aren't, um, yeah, your body's a little bit behind. Exactly. Yeah. So she was great. So like the first time I think I'd like barely pumped any milk and then through the process, like I was able to pump enough. And then we were supplementing with breast milk and um, formula. And then once he just like struggled with latching, I, and it hurt so bad. (laughs) Um, They gave me what they called the hat or whatever. It's just like a nipple nipple shield. Yeah. But they called it the hat. Okay. Nipple hat. Uh, And that's just how I breastfed from then on out. Because my nipples were like cracked and like super painful, that other amazing midwife, I don't remember her name, bless her, um, 
they have laser therapy for nipples uh, okay. in oh, wow. the hospital to help speed up healing. So we did that and she created me like this little gift package of sorts of like balms and like making sh- like the pads so that the nipples weren't touching the, sh- the bra and like things like this to just like make sure that staying did they ever try tendrix for like a tongue tie no they no. Oh, maybe they did i not that i know they probably like as far as you know, he didn't have a tongue tie yeah he does didn't doesn't okay um that was never the problem i don't think I, the biggest thing was that i just wasn't producing milk and then by the time i was i was so sore that it right. just so that was like I was like, he can can eat with this, so why, whatever. Yeah. Um, That same nurse or same midwife, she taught Benny how to change diaper. Later on, she did the first bath with Hendrix and I, and she was super excited to, like, speak English to someone, so she was so sweet. And it was just like, oh, like, she was, I had three amazing midwives, and I went through the whole gamut of them (laughs) that were there. Um, so she was amazing. And then the other one was the one that helped me walk. So they, I tried to walk the day after. On Christmas day. Mm -hmm. It was possible. Benny had to compete in Austrian championships that day and he tore his hamstring that day. So (laughs) anyways, he didn't go on tour after that for a while, which was kind of nice because we could be our little family together. And (laughs) walking this first day and I could not even like get out of bed I didn't so what was that like was it more so because you didn't feel like you had strength in your core or was it like your legs or um it was hard to connect what I needed to even do to like get out of bed so you like reclined yourself to sitting almost sitting position and yeah. there's like a triangle thing you can hold on to to try and pull yourself up but the first midwife that got me to walk she like hung it up so I couldn't use that to get oh. up so you can't really use your abs. So if you try to go from a laying position to then sitting, then swinging your legs over without using your abs, yeah, it's super difficult. And obviously I couldn't, I couldn't do it the first time, which I was super frustrated about. And then the second time, um, so we just gave it a rest that day. Benny had officially moved in. So for him to stay with me, he had to pay. Um, but he got three meals a day. It was 15 euros. Oh, that's nothing. So $20 for him to be in the yeah. same room. Every meal a day. Your a la carte meals. Exactly. So that was cool that he could be with us. He's then injured. So he had to start like nursing that. And then the next day I was like I'm walking today I want to go brush my teeth over there so the midwife that was there was so kind she like understood like okay we're walking today let's figure this out and so she let me have a little triangle to hold on and I was able to like get myself over like pull myself up she helped me get my legs over because I was a bit difficult and then to standing and you have to put so much pressure on that incision when you go to stand otherwise it's it's unbearable just the pain from all of that so you're like uh, pressing is super super hard and then going to stand and then from standing I walked to the sink that was like five meters away 
she brought the wheelchair over so I could sit, brush my teeth, whatever. And then I stood up and thankfully the catheter could go away. And then I was quite happy. Right. Cause the catheter couldn't be removed until you could actually get up and go pee yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I was just like, I just want this out. So bad. So this is about 48 hours later now. Yeah. It must've been. Okay. And so that day we were kind of whatever, just being our little family and just getting used to having a little baby. And there was never uh, like interest to get me out of the hospital from the hospital staff. Like no pressure. No pressure at all. And so I think that was the first day I was like, when can I go home? I've been here a long time. Well, yeah, it would have been like over a week at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what do you mean you want to go home? And I was like, what do you mean I want to go home? (laughs) I've been here a long time. (laughs) And so I stayed one more night or two more nights. And again, when the, like the pediatric doctor, because now the pediatricians are coming in. He's like, are you sure you want to go? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) please. Like, he's like, okay, then we'll do all the checks and everything necessary. And we'll get you ready to go either that day or the day after so he was super understanding and then I don't know if this is standard in Canada but then I had an exit um checkup with the doctor the OB that was working that day which uh, which was interesting because that OB went to school with Benny they were oh weird elementary (laughs) Or like junior high. So she walks in and Benny's like laying on the bed. So she pays no mind, comes to talk with me. And then they're like, wait a second. Hey. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is whatever. Cool. Uh, world. And Benny's like, don't worry. She was the smart one of the class. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's nice to know. Uh, And she went to school in Montreal. So she practicum in Canada and looked at working here and all of this. So from there, whatever, should we go to her office area and they do an ultrasound to make oh. sure that all placenta is removed, the incision is okay, the bladder wasn't um, injured or anything like this. So yeah. I also had to obviously urinate after they removed the catheter to make sure there's no problems there, yeah. which there wasn't. And then they talked about postpartum depression and just the steps if something does happen, what do what do I need to do to protect myself? And these are the phone numbers to call and all these different tools, just in case, whatever, like they really ran the gamut to make sure. Um, yeah. And just literally checked everything. They were very thorough, which was wonderful and gave some next steps. Okay. You need to get baby weighed at whatever time, make sure there's Poopy diapers and whatever. What do um, the postpartum like visits after that look like? Like how frequently are you checked in Europe? It's personal preference a little bit. So we hire my mother-in-law's friend is a um, midwife that would go through the whole birth process, like the whole there's private ones and then public ones, public ones in the hospital, private ones you obviously hire yourself. Okay. And so we hired her to do the after checks. Postpartum. Okay. So someone came to your house. Yep. And so she came with her, her little uh, hat, like her little bag and yeah. Wade Hendricks that way with a luggage yeah. scale, which is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, 
and he was gaining weight. And then she guided me with some more breastfeeding stuff. And they all just were super encouraging, make sure, uh, taking necessary steps and making sure I'm okay. She checked my incision as well to make sure healing process is fine. Um, and then from there, we, I think we only did one check with her and it was just kind of on call. Like if I needed her, she could come. And if I didn't, I didn't, we could text her at any point. So there was a couple of things that just came up and we just quickly sent her a text and she'd respond quite quickly. And then from there we went into working with a pediatrician uh, once it was time to get his shots and things like this. So interesting but it was really difficult to find a pediatrician um which i was a bit surprised about and we were uh told to go to these people recommended to us and i wish we would have gone with someone else but that's just a side note and it's hard to change pediatricians once you start going to one i see and has it been complicated like the times you've been back in canada like do you need a separate doctor here for hendrix or like what has that been like? So he's got his Alberta healthcare. Like he's he's got insurance on both sides of the right. ocean. So you can you can go wherever. Yeah, but he's only been checked so far in Austria. Well, that's because you've barely been in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but I just that was one thing for sure. Like it's really tricky when you give birth overseas when you're Canadian. Because although I can prove that I'm Canadian, he still needs a citizenship certificate. Okay. Which I didn't even think was it's a super pain. I've been trying to get it since January 2020. Oh, and I still don't have it. That's frustrating. Super frustrating because I've had to renew his passport and they put me through the ring. I was like, sweet, you can have a passport for six months. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's useless. (laughs) Like, okay. Um, but yeah, so my that was my birth experience. It was very positive uh like given all the circumstances it's kind of a crazy birth story i'm super thankful for modern medicine because i needed it but not everyone does uh it was not uh, day one of being uh induced so like you need a c-section they allowed my body yeah. to naturally go through those processes as best as it could yeah. um going forward i know i need to do stretching or yoga or things to try and get my hips to open to let those muscles really let go that was a great thing for me to learn uh for next pregnancy should i get pregnant again um Looking back, if I notice, like, okay, I have a decent awareness of my body from being an athlete, and I could probably have just noticed now going forward that if I'm in the same situation, let's just book a C-section, let's not try to induce for six days, because that's obviously taxing. Yeah, mentally, for sure. It it was crazy. Um, I'm glad I went through the process, though, uh, and really did give natural-ish birth a shot um just wasn't meant to be do you think you would try it again I would you but I'd have to like know I would love to try like v-back like yeah birth after c-section um but it really depends on if my hips are going to cooperate. Right. And I think we've had some small discussions about this, but do you think like part of that was because you were training quite intensely throughout your pregnancy and keeping that, like, 
I don't think it was like necessarily because of the training, but it's so ingrained in me. Like, okay, we're going to tilt our pelvis forward, using our lower abs to like hold that in place, glutes engaged. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you are ingrained to like have all those muscles engaged all the time. The rest of us are just like, (laughs) Um, I wonder if you're not like actively, um, like strength training all the time that actually does give opportunity for those like that the joints and ligaments to be relaxed and actually maybe move totally exactly and that's i'm totally interested and open to trying i'm not like Mm -hmm. oh one c-section then we make two c-sections it's just it depends completely Mm -hmm. and obviously there's associated risks with having a Mm v-back but you just have to work with a provider that can direct it Mm -hmm. so i i'm still interested should I hopefully at some point get pregnant again that I'd love to still try a natural childbirth because I think the process is amazing that way. Um, And maybe my body will cooperate. And if not, it is what it is. It's cool that, I mean, ultimately like your birth might not have played out the way you had envisioned it, Mm -hmm. but the fact that you were able to kind of pivot and be flexible with what you and the baby needed, yeah. I think is really good. I think that's probably part of what still made it a positive experience for you. Definitely. Did you ever feel like you like didn't have enough information or like just weren't sure? Like, do you wish you had a better, better understanding of certain things? Well, I think like, because I didn't have a planned C-section, I didn't really understand a C-section at all. Right. I don't think there's actually a lot of information that way either. Yeah. It's kind of like maybe the people that know when they like plan it, um, that's what they've decided. Okay. Maybe they've done the research into it. But for me, I was like, we're going to just do whatever makes baby safe and healthy. And I did not have a birth game plan anyways. Right. Um, because I didn't want to put uh, unrealistic expectations on myself. And so I was hoping to do, yeah, some stuff in the water and things like this. Of course, those ideas, but C-section, I don't think is talked about enough either because it's what's involved and like what recovery will look like and the fact that like in your case, you had a catheter in for 48 Mm -hmm. hours after, and then like your first pee, like all those things. And it was like still kind of a last minute decision, like a snap decision. Okay. We need to do this right now. And I think it's also important that like any birth you go into, you could end up in a C-section. You could, but there's, you just see it as an emergency situation. And mm-hmm. although mine would have led to that, um, it would have been, I think, nicer to have a little bit more knowledge that way too. Did you ever feel like any decisions were like made for you? No. Not necessarily C-section related, but even like when they were doing the different types of medications for induction or like when they started the essential oils or did you always feel involved in like the decision-making process? Always involved and they always asked me, like especially when we took the day off, they're like, would you like to try doing the homeopathic things? This is what we, we could potentially do with acupuncture and the scents and uh, things like this. And they always had a I find if they can give me a purpose while they're doing something, you don't have mm-hmm. to, they don't have to try to sell me on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time they told me what the medication was for and that it's actually the side effect is that it starts inducing birth. Uh, 
and I had no concerns at that point. I, I knew I was in good hands and they never like forced anything on me. Like even the, the fact that the doctor, I mean, he been an OB for how long and he still gave me the option to keep trying with the medication, but this is the potential outcomes or you go for C-section now and you get baby, whatever. And I was like, oh, like even in that scenario, like he gave me the options. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's probably like, please pick the C-section you don't need to do this for the next like day. Um, so even in that scenario, like they were very good at listening to my needs. That's good. The only, mm, that is, the only one was when I puked and she's like, oh yeah, that's a side effect. I was like, okay, that would have been nice to know. And I would have said no, I think. Yeah. But still, if that's like the only time, that's not too bad considering you spent like 10 days in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of days in the hospital. Yeah. Nine days, 10 days. Yeah. So no, I'm super thankful for how it ended up. I'm super thankful, like I said, for modern medicine and mm-hmm. that Hendrix was born healthy and I was able to recover from the C-section. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my birth story. It's a bit crazy. It is a bit crazy. (laughs) I don't think it would have happened in North America. Like there's no way they'd be like, Kate, 24 hours. Like, well, that's just what I'm thinking about is kind of some of the policies that we have here in Canada Mm -hmm. and like thinking about how yours progressed Mm -hmm. or didn't progress, like when and if they would have potentially tried to force some interventions on you. I mean, who knows? Like, it's hard to predict how different it would have been, but. Well, my friend who gave birth in the States, they also induced her because she was past her due date and the baby was a truck. And um, they had her sign off. And it was, if it's, baby's not here in 24 hours, you go for a C-section. Wow. Well, and that's why I asked you about um, if they started kind of a stopwatch once your waters broke, because I know. No, I don't think anybody really, like. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was three days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing is for infection at that point, And they were monitoring that with and gave me the medications as necessary. Yeah. So, yeah. Super interesting. I think it's cool that you got to experience it in Europe. Definitely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing the hospital tour um, when we were doing the birth course, like when I was still pregnant. And I was like, what the crap? I think I sent you even maybe the picture of the birthing bed. And it was just like this big circle. Yeah, we, I don't think we have those here. No, and I, I sent it to an, another L&D nurse, and I was like, have you ever seen this before? There's no, like. Well, and even the fact that, like, you have midwives in the hospital. Yeah. So you already have some some health practitioners mm-hmm. that are kind of coming with a holistic perspective, and. And like, they're highly respected. And, like, that's pretty cool. They're highly respected by the doctors that work there, um, and they're, I think, they might be a bit differently trained uh, because they do assist in C-sections and things like this as well. But they're so respected. Like when our doctor came in after giving birth, he said this is one of the reasons why he chose, it could be just this specific hospital, um, but they are equals. Like it's really quite cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, well, that's my a little trip trip down memory lane for you because that was over two years ago now. Definitely, and feels like way longer ago. (laughs) Yeah, 
do you have any advice for um, first-time moms about to give birth? Uh, do some yoga and some stretch. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, that's but it's interesting. Like, I do wonder, like, is it that simple? Like, I do don't know. I don't know either. I guess we'll see. Should I happen again? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I think like being sure of your instincts that way that people don't take advantage of you saying you need to rush into something or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're not comfortable, for example, I don't like cervical checks at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still hate them and I was honest when I was like please I'd prefer not to do this right now and most of the times they completely understand and sometimes mm-hmm. they're like actually do need to check right now um but that was I mean that was just the old guy basically he was like well sorry <laughs> we need to do this okay <laughs> um but it's really important just to like if you are uncomfortable with something be clear with your st- with the support staff that's there the yeah the nurses, the doctors, the doulas, whatever, and just be like, hey, I'm actually not super comfortable when you do X. And they can adjust, like they're they're professionals and they know tips and tricks and things to change, so. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super important to be involved and Mm -hmm. to um, not feel like birth is happening to you, but that it's happening with you and that you're kind of at the center center of it all. Definitely. Yeah. And even if it's medical, like mine was like, I still felt that it was. Did Benny have any, did he, did he like watch the C-section or did he kind of keep eyes on you? It's a good thing. Inside of the curtain. He kept eyes on me. Okay. He he doesn't have any good stories there. No, he (laughs) doesn't. Just that he was sitting there while everyone was scrubbing up and just like in his day-to-day clothes, like walking in the operating room, like mask (laughs) down. I was like, honey. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I mean, he like, he has the funny stories because he went home every night for those first few Days. Well, and I can't imagine what that would have been like for him kind of just waiting for a text or an update from you. And because people from Canada were texting him, all yeah. through the night his phone was going off. He's like, oh, this is, this is time. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, and that never happened. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's my birth story. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. And tune in next week to hear Nicole's birth story. Yeah. Alrighty. Talk Big to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.